Right, everyone just say something. This is just a test. Nice one. Nice <laughs> one. <laughs> First thing I want to ask you both is why are you both here? Why have you come to um, uh, a rescue center? That's what I want to know. It's part of my course, mm-hmm. like placement year, but also just uh, I thought I want to work with rehabilitation anyway, so it's a good chance to kind of see what goes on in a small charity, animal hospital as well with rehab, but also, yeah, just in general. It's a great experience. Okay, what about you? Pretty similar. I mean, it is my placement year, mm. but also no, not not in terms of like logistically why are you here, as in like why are you why are you here? Yeah, yeah, but like the the inspiration immediately because yeah, yeah. I needed to find somewhere for my placement year. But I wanted to go somewhere that was a wildlife sort of rehabilitation um, and rescue, um, mainly because I want to work in wildlife conservation, so I want to. I want to help mitigate sort of like the damage that humans are doing to the wildlife and animals and be the have the hands on. Okay, okay. The hands on sort of work to to help that. Why don't you um why don't you go to a zoo? Like why in England. Why don't I go to a zoo? Why don't you go to a zoo? Like a big like mm. Chester Zoo. Where are you from? You're down sorry, south, aren't you? Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. But you know of Chester Zoo, don't you? Yeah, Chester yeah. Zoo is like one of the biggest zoos. And like the most respectable zoo. So why don't you go to Chester Zoo? I think mainly because with a rescue, um, as small as where we are, is the animals come in and their whole care is basically to get them fit enough to go out to the wild as soon as possible. Mm. Um, whereas a lot of zoos, they're based on breeding programs or like they don't really bring in injured animals to then rehabilitate them to release them it's Mm. more based on breeding programs and education rather than also the rehabilitation and education Um, and I'm having more interest on the hands-on like bringing in caring for injured animals rehabilitating them getting them back out to where they belong as soon as possible and most zoos aren't about that so that's true have you um, when was the last time you went to a zoo as it's funny because I was my ex I was with a, co- uh, a couple years ago mm. he actually took me away at Christmas and took me to a zoo in yeah. Essex and it was actually I was actually pretty impressed with okay. the zoo like bless him he did he did actually look up like on a vegan magazine like what was the best the best zoos to go to in the country? And that was that was the one at the top. So what bless him. I can't even remember, but I swear it was out towards Essex Way. Okay. Maybe no, I don't know. I, uh, I don't really remember. know any down south. But I can't I can't really remember. But um, I was pretty impressed with it. To be fair, mm. like as zoos go. You know, like all the animals had a bit, like a decent size outdoor space. There wasn't loads of animals in one enclosure. Like most of the time, you couldn't see one of the animals because they had so much space. Like they were, they were sort of. So I was pretty impressed with it. Um, 
to be fair, like, I just, because he knew that I was going to be, like, nitpicking it and being like, <laughs> and he knew that I was going to be like that. So, and honestly, I, I wasn't, and most of the speeches I hadn't heard of. Mm. So it was kind of like, okay, so they're actually more focused on endangered species than bringing in the common species that actually are not endangered and then mm. just to bring in the attraction. So I was... So yeah, probably was it a couple of years like probably a couple of Christmases ago now. Mm. As we're heading in near December, I'd yeah. say it's probably coming up to two years ago now. Yeah, in terms of like the attraction side, honestly, that was I was a little bit worried when I was coming here because I was kind of reading up about what I'm going to be doing, and they were like, "You go on tours because tourists come in and they get to come and see the animals." Like this is before I knew anything about Seal Rescue Island. But like I am very like surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm I'm glad. Yeah. Of like how they do things and that it's it's only to fund it and you know it, it's not an attraction in mm. any way. It's not like without the public they wouldn't have any money. So it's more like literally just a way to get connection. money into the yeah yeah. It's it's not it. it's not look at these seals that we've got. You know, come yeah. and see them. Yeah. It's actually about keeping that. Uh, like connection and relationship with the community to be able to keep doing the work they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Rather those than places where they like come in, take a selfie with our seals. Yeah, yeah all this yeah. kind of stuff of like getting people into it. Yeah. It's like, like oh. pick them up, take a cute it's photo. It's like we need to help these animals. Yeah. How can we fund it? Rather than yeah, we want to make money. What can we do with these animals? Yeah, I mean, it's like it's the right way. Yeah, around. they're not using the animals to make money. No, no, no. It's using the people to make money for the yeah, animals. Yeah. No. They're making money for the animals. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the I can't remember who showed me around, but one of the first things they said was, "No, I think it was Rob. Rob was like." Yeah, we, we don't want to be in business. Do you know what I mean? We, we yeah. don't. We're in the business of putting ourselves out of business. Yeah, oh yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, that's like that. the biggest line that's like yeah. used all this time. I keep forgetting what it is, but yeah, no, that's I'm going to remember that now. That's cool, because I was like, yeah, that's... Yeah, I feel like a lot of wildlife, like if somebody is truly for the wildlife conservation and rehabilitation, they are at, they don't want to be in business. Like they love their job, but they want, to like basically make the situation where the animals and the environment don't need us to yeah. help yeah and I feel like if someone doesn't have their e- that ethos they're not actually in it for that reason they're using the conservation bracket as like sort of a shield to be like oh yeah mm. we are part of conservation so it's fine because as soon as someone hears conservation they're like oh no it's fine I yeah, think that, words, that word is kind of flung around a bit too much yeah like the same concept of like greenwashing things it's like mm. kind of like conservation washing it to make it sound good yeah what about you, Nola? When was the last time you went to a zoo? I didn't actually go into the zoo, but I mm. went to go speak to a zookeeper um, in Portugal. It was about like a kilometer away from our house in like a small village in Portugal. Mm. And he used to work with Lynx Conservation. So the only reason Damn. I went there was to get kind of like a contact from him to try and get into like Lynx Conservation work. But before that, the last time I went, I think I was like 10 no in way. Uganda. Mm. And it's not really a zoo so much as it is like a sanctuary. So they bring in if anywhere in the, in the like next uh, national park that's closest to the capital, if they find like an orphaned elephant or something, they'll bring it in. And then, I'd, obviously I didn't really know that much about it when I was younger, but it was basically, like I think if I looked it up now, I think a lot of the work they do is basically to bring in any animals that like need help or something. Okay, but then okay. not so much that they actually, I don't think they do the full thing of like bringing them in, rehabbing them and trying to release them. I think they do just bring them in mm. and then make money from it. But I think the money they make is for conservation, but I'm not entirely sure. 
but they did like these things of like experiences for like your birthday and stuff you could go in yeah and you would get in the back of the pickup truck and you'd go into the enclosures and feed the animals and so it was like a lot more touristy type thing yeah than anything else well, obviously 10 year old me in the back of this pickup truck was having time in my life yeah when you were kids yeah. <laughs> so this was amazing but like the that idea of like using an animal but for money but then that money goes to help other animals of that species like I remember thinking when I was younger I was like oh, that's really cool because these these animals are like doing their duty do you know what I mean like mm. a like a soldier or something mm. and you know it's for the greater good do you ever watch Ants Remember that film, Ants? Yeah. It was like, yeah. the greater good. Yeah. Or was that Bugs Life? I don't know. Why, the one where they collect all the food? Yeah. For yeah, the greater good. So, some of, but yeah, but then, as I've gotten older, I'm just like, you know, they're doing it without, mm. the, they don't have a choice, you know, the, those individuals, like when... They haven't chosen to be the ambassador. Yeah. Just kind of when you see there. them, like, in Chester Zoo, them elephants, and they're all just like, and it's just like, yeah, but this is helping them the rest of the mm. elephants and it's like it's also really hard with elephants though because they need that kind of like you have to like bottle feed them and like all this kind of stuff so mm. even if you do bring in an orphaned one like they get really attached to their zookeepers yeah so it's not like you can actually do anything with them afterwards like it's literally impossible to release them because they'll seek out humans everywhere they go they'll live and die like live born yeah. and die and ba- the, the one zoo. that was at the center like that this like sanctuary when I went there you could like literally go up and like pet the elephant and stuff. Mm. Like they'd bring you in and you just like literally hang out with this elephant. Mm. Which like thinking about back like back on it now, it's kind of like really messed up. Like yeah. there shouldn't be a bunch of people around this elephant every single day. Yeah. But then if they're not gonna release him, it's funny because when when in my my first year of uni, um, uh, we had a lecture, and they told us that like the day before a new law came in. I don't even remember, and it basically said that. It's a UK law that elephants will, can no longer be kept in zoos. Yeah. Um, because of, like, recent reports that they just don't do well. Like, um, every species in the world that's kept in zoos, uh, their lifespan is extended by being in a zoo. But elephants is, like, the only species that it reduces their lifespan. So that's why it was kind of... Because they need to be in big herds and they need mm-hmm. lots of open space. And without that, they'll die. Um, and I remember this is a few years ago so this just shows how much my like brain has changed I was gutted because it meant that I couldn't go and see elephants in zoos anymore Mm. so I was like oh you know that's so annoying but now like I've see it completely a different way now but yeah I always think oh man but that's obviously like a really selfish thing to think I want those elephants to stay there for my own enjoyment rather than their own well-being and then that's when I started to think about all different types of animals in zoos and have you guys been to Longleat? where's that? Oh, I don't know that's right. probably like near the Midlands <laughs> or something I don't know <laughs> but um, it's it's kind of like a safari okay you can actually drive around it in your it car and you go Midlands. through the different you go through the different enclosures wait what's it called? Longleat Oh, no, no, no. It is in the Midlands, because a lot of people from my uni, yeah. on, like, weekends, they'll just be posting about this, and they're driving yeah. around in their own cars, and they're just, like, lines next to them. It's... And I'm like, this seems and, like, really the weird. Si- they're, like, the sea... This, I think it's... It, well, they... See, I can't remember. I went there years ago. They have sea lines or something, and they're mm. in a lake. They're literally in a lake, and to see them, you have to go on a boat. That's and then there's hip, then there's hippos that literally live in that lake as well, and they literally haul out in the woods next to it. Um, like, have I never heard of this? Like, it's honestly like because the animals have quite a lot of space, mm. and they're literally 
it, different species in yeah. together. The only ones that aren't are obviously the predators and the preys. So you like you drive through the tigers and you drive through the wolves and you drive through and there's like double gates into each one so no one crosses through. That's pretty bad. And um, stuff like that. Like it's 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 kind of nice to see because these animals have mm. quite a lot of space and yeah. they can socialise and they're not shut away in a barn at night. Yeah. Like they have shelter but they can they can graze out and roam around. Um, That's pretty bad. And they don't have people just like screaming at them through the fences that people are in their cars and you have to stay in your car, you stay on the the fixed route and you drive through and that's like how you see the animals. Um so it's it's actually pretty cool. Um I don't know enough about what they do because when I went like I wasn't in the mindset that I am now where I actually really like kinda of analyse what they're doing. Yeah. Um but I would say probably it's and I have you heard of the Aspinall Foundation, Howlett's and yeah. um, Port Limp? Yeah. I really like the Aspinall Foundation, i got to say. Mm. Like, some I've of heard of it, but I don't know enough about it, I don't think. Yeah, like some of their enclosures, you, when you go to the zoo, I think maybe they're a little bit small. Mm. But it's mainly their gorillas that they do work with, but they rewild mm. their animals. Mm. If they can release them, they release them. That's good. And what they're doing, they're, they're like a cornerstone in um, improving the gorilla pop- like wild gorilla population they mm. breed them rehab them to rewild them and if they can release them they will yeah and a lot of their animals they they do that for mm. and they have a lot of um, sort of teams working abroad literally working on the front line of like elephant poaching elephant orphaning rhino orphaning that's good that sort of thing so I think I don't know enough about it, so I will like I will say that. But I do think a lot of like what they make from the zoos massively goes into what they do mm. abroad on the front line to help. Um, but I do know they do they do rewild their animals. I actually did a keeper day at Howlett's. <laughs> yeah, um, for my 18th birthday, and it was sick. That's cute. And it was actually like we were allowed to feed the lions, sort of like what you do at the. Kind of like what we do on the SFEs mm. at Cirrus Island is you literally have a bit of meat and you put it on, you put it on or something and you literally like hold it up at the fence and they have to get it. Like mm. you not, it's not like they're brought in and you like have photos with them and stuff like that. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not about making them tame; it's about keeping them as wild as possible. And because like massively what the Aspinall Foundation does, like I think it is, it is, it is wicked. Um, but I think that's like I'm torn. And how I feel about zoos because I feel like yeah. some of them do really fund amazing work that is making a massive difference. Um, but it's also sad sometimes you're just like, can the can these act like I want these animals to be released, but also at the same time, like mm. it, I'm just always a little bit torn. Um, but I remember when I went to Longleat, one of the elephants I had there was actually a rescue from a circus. Uh, okay. And she was like, she really struggled to socialise. They couldn't put her in the herd because she was just like mentally just yeah. Um, bless her. And she like, I think she had a chain on her. And she didn't want it to be taken off. Mm. Like she had had it on all her life. She didn't want it off. Like as soon as they tried to take it off, like she'd just get really stressed. That's crazy. Um, like a like a safety blanket, even though yeah. they're like, we don't want you to have to wear this. So I think like, I feel I feel like some zoos it's like they have to make money in a certain way to be able to help animals 
mm. in a degree because you know what humankind are like it's like if they can't get something from it then they're not going to put their money into it like yeah. me and my dad often say that as a species we're very entitled sort of like well, we ex- we, from the money we, we expect out. we expect everything like we should be able to take what we want like sort of like in a way I know your mindset's changed but when you heard about the elephants like you were like as if you were like entitled to be able to see those elephants yeah exactly those elephants are wild animals like yeah. they deserve to be in the wild without being being hurt but then it's also like because humans have hurt them so much and the fact that their numbers are going down we've then in, it felt like we need to intervene to kind of backtrack that but like there's like is it bit is are we having a positive like it's like you you are you kind of like get torn within like how much of a positive effect are we actually having from intervening from the damage we've done how do you get what i'm saying yeah that's so true and like about the in terms of like making money and stuff i remember we did a lecture and it was like how like um environmental you know scientists are trying to what they do is they make uh nature and they translate it into an economy so like it's basically to trick the big men at the top mm. into protecting certain areas if you give it value because yeah. they won't they can't see it as kind of a natural resource if, it, if they change it into a, an economic how much money you can make from mm. keeping it natural and I just thought that's really clever but really sad at the same time yeah. the fact that we have to do that mm. and and translate it into monetary value yeah I feel like that's where a lot of like obviously the big like the Aspinall Foundation and like other conservation groups that support like certain zoos and stuff like that mm. is it's like there's a line where you have to be like for us to be able to have a positive impact we need to make money somehow mm. and a lot of the time like I said like people want something from their money they're not gonna be like oh yeah I'll just donate like a hundred pounds which like, if you have a big family it's probably what it's gonna cost you for a day out of the zoo mm. and the rest it's like they're not just going to be like, oh, I'll donate £100 if they don't get anything from it. Because a lot of people, unless they see the positive or the negative effects in front of them, they think it's not their problem. Yeah. Like, I think massively to do with veganism is that people don't see the like what actually happens to the animals for them to get on their plate. That they're like, oh, it's not my problem. Oh, no, not all zoos, not all farms are like that. Sorry. Like, they can, they because it's not right in their face, they can be like, yeah. no. It's so easy to just associate from the fact yeah, like, like what actually happens. Yeah, it's like put a fate, like put, um, what's that saying? Where it's like to do with the animal on your plate, it's like make the connection. Yeah, yeah. Make the connection that what it is on your plate. I think there's that, there's that saying where it's like if all slaughterhouses had uh, glass walls, oh, everyone yeah. would be vegan. Yeah. And I'm just, I yeah. So I think it's like definitely if somebody doesn't see that right in front of them, that like it is our responsibility to help, that people won't just be like, oh yeah, I'll donate my money because we should care about this because where they're living at in their house, they're not actually feeling the effect that strongly of what's happening to other species across the world and populations across the world that are, oh, yeah, it's not my problem, so I don't need, like, it's not right in front of me, they can easily dissociate. It's not until, not because of that people don't care, but I feel like unless it actually like metaphorically slaps you around the face, people are like, oh, I can ignore it because yeah. it's not affecting me personally. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like it is fair because a lot of people, we have go every, each individual goes for a lot in their life. So I feel like a lot of people, they're just like, I don't... Because it is it's like 
the the overwhelming feeling of when you actually realise like what happens to get like in the world that you're like once you actually realise that you can't put that down. So I feel like a lot of people they're like I don't want to know I don't want to know because purely they don't feel like they could cope with having that on top. So with that like dissociation, I think a lot of people it helps them get through life, which is fair enough. But at the same time, it's like you want to shake people and be like if we all banded together we could fix it it's like come on but i feel like mm. a lot of people you know it's a personal it's a personal thing and you can't hate on anybody really for no 100% for, for, like, for coping in a way that they that makes them happy so yeah like the people when you're trying to connect kind of convince people to go vegan and you say oh look at this video of this slaughterhouse and they go no no i can't watch it or it'll put me off my food or you know something like that but like as soon as they make that comment, I'm like, that's that's exactly why you should be. That's the, yeah, like that's the, the fact problem. that you have to close your eyes and yeah. like look away from this yeah. video, or but, the fact that you can't do this by yourself, like you'd yeah. never be able to kill an animal, but then you'd happily turn around and order this off a menu. Mm, that's what I say <clears throat> to people as my method. I'm like, I would never be able to kill an animal in front of me, mm. so why should I be paying someone else to do it? Yeah, if, like, I, I, don't I ask have people a right. like, if they can yeah. do it, if they can like go fishing or like mm. skin a chicken or do whatever they need to do, if yeah. they can do that by themselves then at least, like, fair enough. Like, yeah. you're not paying somebody else. You're not paying people to be in mm. these, like, really bad conditions. I mean, to be fair, like, in the States, the majority of people that work in slaughterhouses are people that can't find any better jobs mm-hmm. whether they're, like, immigrants or something like that anyways. Mm. So it's like they get minimum wage. They can't even support their families, yet they're doing all this work for other people to close their minds to it anyways. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just... You can't no. do it yourself. No, it like, definitely is, like... Because I love people when people say, oh... Yeah, but it's natural. It's natural for us to eat meat. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but if you wouldn't be able to kill an animal yourself, how's that natural? Like, if you wouldn't, if you wouldn't go out hunting and kill an animal yourself, mm. which is the natural thing that used to happen years ago, then why, then why is it natural for you to buy a plastic wrapped bit of yeah genetically modified animal? <laughs> Like like specifically bred for the characteristics that it has, to then cook it and season it when it's more natural to eat it raw. And you know when people just like I'm just like yeah, but if you actually think about what you're saying, like it's not natural. <laughs> it's not the process that it made got to you is not natural, is it? I, I always say to my sister like the fact that <clears throat> if I talk about this, it puts you off the food, puts you off your food. Mm. If you see the process and how your food's been made and it puts you off it that just shows how unnatural it is the, mm-hmm. like if a lion sees the the prey walking mm-hmm. about it'll begin to like salivate because mm-hmm. they think mm, that looks good but yeah. if we see like a dead pig carcass and it puts yeah. you off eating a bacon butty then that That's that just shows true. that it's yeah. not because people Natural. drive by and like I don't know about you guys but everyone I know you'll drive in a car and if you pass by a field of cows yeah. every person in the car will point at the cows and be like oh, cows yeah. every single person but yeah. like it's not like we look at a cow and go like that is a delicious looking cow yeah. like I've never met someone in my single like ever that has said that's no. a delicious looking cow <laughs> that's true <laughs> like, that it'd be fucking weird if someone did say that but like you kind of just look at a cow and you're like oh my god cows yeah. or like horses or like whatever you point these kind of things out and it's like yeah. then you can easily get out of the car and still eat like a steak mm. or something yeah. so it's like you don't necessarily like, even with children like you don't put two and two together like you don't put mm. the living together with the dead like mm. they're two completely separate things and it's like it's not like it's ever actually taught you as a kid either like you never like make that connection it's funny because whenever I'm like we're out on a walk with my family and stuff like that I'm like oh my god the cows are so cute like oh they're so cute and especially when it's spring and all the lambs are around <laughs> they're like oh they're so cute and I'm like 
yeah we are about to eat them in a couple of weeks and they're like and they're like maddie stop yeah maddie, stop. Like, stop why do you have to do that i'm like but that's the reality <laughs> that cute little thing that just wants to be cared mm. for and to live you're literally gonna eat that in a few weeks and yet you can't like accept that that connection that thing right there is what you're gonna be putting in your stew next week and that's just like <laughs> but you know what i mean it's like how can you be so like as soon as i made the connection i was like i shouldn't be eating them like how can I be saying yeah. that this is so cute and lovely and then black, blank it out in my head the next day and be like, this and be like is mm, I love steak. Like, <laughs> I used to be the biggest meat eater, dairy eater, everything. Like, grew up in such a meat eating household. Steak was like our favourite family meal. And then I made the connection one day and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't do it. Like, I, I know too much. Yeah, I was like, I know too much. And also like I want to just give those cows a hug how can you be like that's like backstabbing your mate being like oh <laughs> give me a hug and then it's just killing them it's the same like, oh, delicious. <laughs> it's like the same principle like why would you do that so that's a good segue because I, what, I, what I wanted to ask is because I don't think I've asked either of you why why are you vegan what made you go vegan what made me do you know what actually the first thing it wasn't even a choice I got a really bad case of gastroenteritis and for like two weeks I was throwing up couldn't keep down water no um, it completely ruined my gut flora I couldn't eat anything without being in excruciating pain and meat fish and dairy uh, massively made it flare up like I could get through vegetables and like mm. beans and stuff like that with it with pretty okay, but meat, dairy, fish just messed me up. So I stopped eating it because it was just causing me so much pain. And then I got flora recovered and I started eating it a little bit again. I was like, this is disgusting. I hate it. It is absolutely gross. And by this time, I'd sort of started looking... Because people started asking me, because I wasn't eating meat, they are like, are you vegan? Mm. Are you vegan? And at the time, I was very sort of like, I'm not a vegan. Like, I didn't <laughs> want to be associated with that label. Um, and But then I like, started just doing a little bit more research. Like, people were asking me if I was vegan. I was like, oh, I'm going to read up a little bit about it. And I started finding... You know what it's like? I've, we probably all follow the same like pages on Instagram, like the videos that surface and you're just like oh my god that is horrendous and and I was just like yeah and at the time I was um not long after I actually moved to Cornwall to do my A-levels and we were living on a farm we knew the people that owned it so we were just living on it it was a a beef cattle farm Mm. and I honestly I was there the day that they loaded the cows onto the truck to go to the the saucer house And we all know that like cows form friendships in their herd and stuff like that. And they were getting separated from each other and they were just screaming. No. And that was even before so they got to sort of, they were literally just being loaded up in, onto a confined space and being sort of separated on different levels. Mm. They started getting really stressed. They couldn't see each other. And after, cause I was sort of like started then trying to eat meat a little bit again, like just because I was like, oh, I don't know. I was in that kind of like limbo of like, I don't know, sort of like the thing between like, oh, I do kind of enjoy it, but then also 
I was just kind of in denial a little bit. And then literally right in front of me, like, I was just like, nah. I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Like, after researching, then seeing the cat, like, hearing the cows. Uh, don't get me wrong, those cows treated me like shit. I only got stampeded <laughs> by a load of them. Um, but... Isn't it, it funny, though, that you're... not that, you, yeah. Like, that your body rejected... Yeah. That when, you know, it's supposed to be, what, natural? Yeah, it was, like, the na- the best thing after being really sick, the only thing my body could deal with was, was plants. And, um, yeah, just naturally got caught on my diet, started doing more research, found out too much. And for a while, I was in denial. Because, mm. like, whenever I brought it up with my family, they were like, yeah, but not all farms are like that. Not everywhere's like that. So then I was like, oh, maybe... Maybe it's not, like, if we buy, like, the RSPCA short and all that mm. stuff, like, free range, it'll be fine. And then I just started doing more research and I was like, no, no, like, I've massively turned my family's views because of... Really? Because I kind of went against the title. For, for a while, it was... it. They did not approve... They didn't like it. Mm. Went to any family parties, they bought me food and was just, like, thinking... They're like, oh... I couldn't find anything these, so I just bought you something vegetarian and it was like massively like a big thing and then I've just like brought up conversations like not even in like a graphic way just like basic conversations and just making them think a little bit and then and people like my sisters eat way more plant based now and if I'm at home most people most of my family eat vegan because they eat what I cook um my dad's a massive meat eater. He still eats a lot of meat, but if I make food, it stops him eating other stuff. It's not as if I'm at home, like I massively, I make cakes that are vegan. I make like snacks that are vegan. And even just a little bit, it's cutting his consumption down a little bit. Like it still makes a massive difference. And and it's just like, and now at family parties, they sort of, they, they take, because like before they used to put like Christmas, they'd put bacon in with the Brussels, whereas now they don't because I'm there so it's like they just that one like there's yeah. they, they're cutting out like the one thing and for, at the beginning it was really hard like I had to bring my own food everywhere I went and then now everyone's like oh Maddie we got you something we got you something it used to make me really anxious before because I was like oh it's not gonna be vegan it's not gonna be vegan and now like that buy me these really nice like if you guys heard a cook in the UK there's that um that like ready meal brand called cook but it's home cook oh meals. yeah 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 yeah, yeah and, like my auntie bought me loads of that for Christmas last year, like at the family party, and like just my mum. Um, now my mum always sort of was like the flexitarian sort of things. Mm. I always ate a lot of veg growing up, anyway. But like my mum will join in on my meals, and she'll cut stuff out of her meals so that we can eat together because she massively wants believes in like the family eating together. That's it. And like my dad actually bought me a separate barbecue so my food wouldn't get contaminated and like he doesn't he uses a separate spoon um he uses a spoon now for the jam rather than just putting the butter knife straight into the jam jar in case it gets contaminated for me like i've made my family think so much not even in like an aggressive way like i've just started having conversations being honest and stuff like that that now massively they're really they really, they really are change- like they have cut down their consumption massively, and they even think about they're more considerate about me now. And I don't even have to say anything, and they're like, "Oh, Maddie, we checked. There's a vegan option for you." And then most of the time, we like if we order a load of starters and stuff like that, I'll order a couple vegan ones, 
and everyone will just have it instead of ordering something else um so it's just like those little things and you could just imagine if one each fat each family had a vegan <laughs> like the amount it would cut, but you know what i mean like yeah. it would cut down if everybody did those little bit cut, like those That's little be, bits of cutting cuts. down because then it would stop like i don't really i don't agree i don't agree with like breeding animals for our consumption especially with a lot of time it's unnatural with their like how much uh, milk that dairy cows can carry mm. um that is completely that's like sort of specifically bred and sort of like that they wouldn't naturally carry that amount of milk and it puts a lot of strain on their joints and things like that and it's like if everybody cut down their consumption it would stop that sort of that extra pressure on the animal like i i will say i don't believe the world would ever be vegan 100% i don't believe it i don't believe that it would be um but it's also it's just but it's also just thinking about the husbandry the most of the point is but i don't agree with at the end of the day like people always try and be like yeah but they had a good life i'm like at the end of the day that animal was killed you can't change my mind on that i don't believe it should be killed for human consumption but i like to have this conversation with people non-vegans and i'm just like if everybody cut down their consumption because when you bring it up with a lot of non-vegans they don't like that the animals are treated like that to get their food so i'm like but if you cut down your consumption by half if everybody did that at least then these animals wouldn't have be have that extra pressure on them to produce as much milk as they do per animal or the animals wouldn't be rammed into a barn where they get diseases and they end up hurting each other or they they don't even have their feathers on them and things like that like they're just they're in a lot of pain because i'm like you like to think that you're the animals a lot of the animals have a good life before they're killed and a lot of the time that's not that's not the, the fact and it's like if everyone cut down their consumption it would stop the factory farming and the and the sort of specific breeding to be able to get animals to produce more muscle mass or produce more milk and that means that their animal would be more comfortable and actually enjoy the life that they have because and i and i just and i when you put it like that a lot of people are willing to actually cut down at least a little bit and i feel like the best thing to do is just getting someone to cut down a little bit and then a little bit more and a little bit more but i feel like the best way to like to get across to people is just putting it in the fact of like you don't have to cut down you don't have to cut it out what i'm saying is if you cut it down you would improve the animal's welfare massively because if the demand goes down the like the money that goes into it to like genetically modify these animals and things like that it would it would go elsewhere because there's not as much money in it so i'm like you literally supporting that industry gets funding like pummeled into that industry so then they're they're putting more pressure on the individual animal and ramming them into smaller spaces to feed even more people and it's like if you just cut down a little bit those animals would actually have a pretty good life i don't know how you guys like agree with that but i feel like just cut, like coming across to people and like because like how i've managed to get like my family and like people to cut down is massively just like putting it forward like that is just like a small step and how much of a positive impact a small step could have and then like once people get the ball rolling i tend to find people then cut down more and more and more and more and more as soon as you get the ball rolling but it's getting the ball rolling first i think it's really difficult as soon as you tell someone to cut it out completely because mm. then you immediately get like hit with that such it's a negative yeah. like defensive kind of thing yeah. they start like kind of getting more and more aggressive more riled up 
But yeah, so it's a lot easier to ask somebody like, just like you don't need to eat meat three times a day for every meal. Yeah. Like you can have it for dinner or like something like that. Or like even with like my grandparents, I have this conversation where like they keep asking me why I'm still vegan. And it's like, I'm not going to change like the way I feel. Um, but they've also become more and more accepting where they also change the way they cook dinners and stuff like that. But um, they'll also like eventually bring it up. Like my grandma, we sat down and it was like my grandma, my dad and I, we were having this conversation and my dad was kind of like this middleman between like my grandma's super aggressive, like we must eat meat. And then obviously mm. like a vegan perspective, my dad was kind of like a bit in between. Mm. Um, and my grandma kind of brought up the fact that like when she was younger, meat was a luxury. So you did only get it once a week and mm-hmm. you could afford it. Yeah. And like that that would be so much more sustainable mm-hmm. as well, just in general. And like obviously for animal welfare and everything like that as well. 100%. But it's like you don't actually need to eat it for like breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, whatever. Like it's perfectly fine. Like if it's just once a week when you can afford it mm-hmm. or like something like that. I love what was adding in is that it actually years ago when we had to hunt for our meat, it's because it was dangerous and exhausting. You didn't have it every day let alone like too three times get, yeah. a day it was like once a week thing and I'm yeah. just like and people are like no nah, nah. I'm like yeah yeah but yeah also like my grandparents they all grew up during the war in Germany mm. so it's like they all have this like really big experience of well when they were like 10 years old or mm. something of being like in bunkers and stuff and it was like when it was safe to come out again or something it would be like meat was that like huge luxury that you would find mm. when you could and it was like this like great kind of thing where it was like you get maybe once a month or something and it would be like this like super amazing meal where you could finally afford something other than just like pure basics mm-hmm. and so they had like they still have that but it was like it took so long to have this conversation with them until they finally made that realization as well that they didn't actually used to eat that much meat that they do now and then slowly they kind of get more and more accepting of the fact that I just don't eat it but it was like I don't know but at the very beginning they were like what are you doing like you will die of like I don't know, whole like your mouth oh you like nourishment yeah my grandma brings it up a lot she'll read an article and like text me and be like hey I found a different vitamin you're lacking I'm like thank you appreciate it what about you Harry why are you vegan well am I vegan but you know what I just want to say I'm honestly I when you started talking then I I I didn't agree with you. Yeah, but honestly, so you're cl- you, so you climbing up. Outside. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, no, this honestly, this is why I started this podcast because I mm. want to get other people's opinions because I know yeah. I can be very uptight. I can be very um, aggressive with mm-hmm. my with how I feel. But honestly, you very, you that was very good. Um, honestly, nice. if, I to, if I had to rate that, I'd give it like I think that's sick because. I don't know, like, I, I, I because I, I feel like I've just become so radical with how I feel, mm. like, I don't believe you can, you can reduce, I, I, I think, it's like, if I, if I had a, if I had a dog, and every day I punched it in the face 10 times, mm-hmm. so I reduced how much I punched it, so I only mm-hmm. punched it twice every day, mm-hmm. I'm still punching it, you know, I'm still yeah. hurting it every day, the only mm-hmm. way you can rectify that is to stop stop the, the dog yeah. shouldn't even be there to be punched yeah um but on, I, I do know that you can't get through to people like that and mm. I've, I have become better in terms of talking to people but mm. I think the way that you've just come across because when I was at when I first went vegan I was so aggressive with How the way I was vegan? supposed to be three years okay so I've been vegan less t- 
for less amount of time than you. Yeah. So I feel like I'm still at that aggressive <laughs> state. I, I think I'm coming um, out of it. Yeah. I think every vegan starts off very aggressive and mm-hmm. angry and... Because like everything finally clicks and you realize for this much time of mm-hmm. your life... You have just been obliviously doing whatever the fuck you want. And it's like you don't clock anything. Like, I literally, I would be that person that's like, wow, that is such a cute cow. And then chomp into a burger happily. And like, never make the association. I think as soon as you make the association, you also kind of hate yourself a bit. Like, you're just angry at the world, at yourself, at like everything. Like, education system, God knows what. Like, every single thing in the world. Mm. And you're just so angry. And I feel like it takes a while until it kind of like, the fire kind of has to like dim down a bit. It can stay, but it has to like settle a bit. At the beginning as well, I was very much like, was like, I've been in your position, so I know, but like, you shouldn't be doing this. Like, <laughs> I've made the realization, so you should as well. Like, I was, I, my, like, my fan, like, no, nah, I was too aggressive with it mm. at the beginning. And I just thought, and I just, one moment, yeah. I just sat down. <laughs> No, like it literally clicks her body. Like here oh, in the morning, I just like me. clicking her shoulder blades and stuff. Apologies. <laughs> but um, oh yeah, I just I was just sat down with myself one day and I was like, if somebody approached you the way you're approaching people, would you be vegan now? And I was like, and I just said to myself, I was like, no. I was so honest with myself. I was like, you wouldn't, you would not listen for a second because I think a lot of people get defensive because they know. A lot of people, as soon yeah. as you say it, they know. They're like, no, no, no. Because they'll watch the, like... They'll watch things about animals being abused and, like, like dogs being abused and horses being abused, that sort of thing. And they'll be like, oh, it's disgusting. It's horrible. And I just started, like, watching how people behaved. And I was like, you know what? I just, like, would just, like, bring it up. Sometimes I'd be like, yeah, but you guys are fully aware that pigs and cows and sheep... They feel the exact same emotions as the dogs and the horses that you don't want to be abused. And like when that whole horse meat scandal came out, everyone was disgusted. Like, how could we possibly eat a horse or anything like this? Aren't you? But they feel the same way. And I feel like when you start actually just like approaching it in a softer way like that and just like in a softer, like just pointing it out sometimes. And like my mum and my sisters, they don't buy like free range. They like... They then they're aware of free range now that it's not nec- it's not actually like free ranges and like they get to live their life like just walking around a hundred percent of the time and like the RSPCA assured and like things like that like I still like I made them aware of certain things that they actually they 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 at least now are starting to think about where if they're going to eat meat they don't eat it anywhere near as much as they like my sisters buy vegan sausages now they don't eat pork sausages and my um my mum only buys from this that she doesn't buy from like big supermarkets anymore like it's like small steps like it's still like yeah like you say about the dog it's still animals dying Mm. for consumption but when people start actually just thinking about where it's coming from that's the first step Mm. they're actually making that connection that these animals would have actually had better welfare up until they were killed Mm. and the fact that people were think starting to think that way it's like a snowball effect in the way that um that once people start thinking about it like that they'll start thinking about oh yeah but the animal 
is actually still getting killed and like because my when I started like it's like a, it's like there's like I said the snowball effect once people start thinking actually making the connection between what's on their plate and a live animal they then start to think actually no I don't want to eat that like my mum tells me all the time when I speak to her like she's been out for dinner but she got the vegan option she doesn't she doesn't get um she doesn't really she doesn't really get she doesn't get the meat option anymore it's either fish or vegan and she and I've said I was like don't buy cod and I say like at least like if you're gonna eat fish Mm. don't get cod and like and others and like it's like as soon as they start thinking a little bit of the animal welfare it's a snowball effect and they start thinking about it a little bit more like I've massively seen my sisters now like they 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 barely buy meat they barely buy it when they used to have it most days multiple days like my sister if my sister if they're going out for um, looking for like a sandwich or something they'll buy the vegan one or they'll start like for dinner they'll buy um like they're instead of buying beef mints they'll buy um like some vegan mints or something like that they 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 as soon as i've got into their head in like an encouraging way mm. i've massively i've seen ma- a massive change and i feel like coming across to people in a more like just getting the ball rolling just like be like you don't have to cut it out like just think about where you're getting it from mm. and as soon as they start doing that they f- and it does make it does make it does make a difference, but it's also like for me the only difference to me is if I don't eat it at all. But I feel like getting through to people is massively like you just need to get them start thinking, start thinking about the animal. As soon as they start guessing themselves, yeah. As soon as they start, and then and then they do the rest <laughs> themselves. Like I've massively seen them just do figure it out themselves. They're like, oh no no my mum and uh, no no and they're like oh no we won't get it from that oh no we won't buy it we won't buy it we won't buy it we'll buy something different like I see them going through it in their own head that I don't even need to do really anything anymore I, I don't I don't think I've made that kind of impact on my family yet. I have made an impact in mm. terms of like like my sister will buy me a vegan Easter egg at Easter so that's something that they're buying less or my dad will send me a picture of you know he's just had a vegan Burger King and he sends me a picture and I think that's cute but they're doing it because they care about me and they know that I care about it they they don't I don't think they necessarily not that they don't care they don't necessarily think about mm. it themselves they think oh you know Harry would like this vegan thing so I'll buy it him but they won't think when they've gone out to a restaurant or they're at Tesco's they won't buy it because they're thinking of it. they'll think oh Harry might like this if I do this so I'll do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think it's clicked for them yet, but it's okay. Everyone, everyone takes. I think like, it's hard because when you know, like animals are still dying, it's like people taking yeah. their time is hard. It's like a frustratingly slow mm. process as well. But I feel like bloated. to get a long-lasting effect, yeah, it, it has to take a bit yeah, of time. It's like my family has and, this as well. Like when I first, I went vegetarian first, mm. and it was like the middle of like my senior year. And it was like, my family is so German in the way that we eat, like, from food and stuff, that it's like, everything is, like, meat. Like, even, like, breakfast, lunch, dinner, there's, like, meat at every meal. And it was like that, like, my whole life. And at some point, like, I just said, like, you know what, and I can't eat meat. And, like, I went vegetarian first. And, like, dinners and stuff, like, they didn't know what to cook for me. So it would just be, like, I would eat the side dish that came next to the meat. So it would be, like, 
larger amounts of like the side dish so it was just like really random meals all the time um but then eventually my mom got more into it she started looking up recipes and was like trying to find all these different things to make and then when i went went vegetarian like vegan it was like while i was on a gap year so i was at home the entire time basically and i started going like above and beyond i was like in the kitchen for like six hours a day like cooking like all these kind of things like i was making like homemade ravioli and like all this kind of stuff and like finding different ways to like incorporate the flavors that like my parents claimed you can only get Mm-hmm. from non-vegan products and try to incorporate those into like vegan dishes and stuff and they started realizing like oh you don't need to eat this stuff because of the taste where like a lot of the times it was like that the reason that they ate these things was the flavor as well and then my dad also he's um really into like sailing and running he's like a really big athlete and stuff like this and he noticed that like he actually had a lot more energy on runs when he was eating vegan dinners mm-hmm. and so basically like now like, every dinner is at our house is vegan, basically. No way. Like, almost, like, in- exclusively until we have, like, guests come over. Or, like, randomly, like, my mom will be at, like, a f- local fish market or something in Portugal now. And, like, if they're selling something fresh, she'll buy that or something like that. That's so cool. But for the most part, like, yeah, every dinner is vegan. That's okay. Um, and, yeah, like, my dad notices as soon as he goes out for, like, a dinner for something with, like, colleagues. And he'll eat meat because, like, everyone's eating it. And then he'll, like, he'll notice he'll come home and he was like, I feel sick. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, because yeah. now your body's not used to it anymore, you know? And, like, large quantities mm-hmm. and stuff like that as well. That he literally notices that, like, he feels, mm-hmm. like, ten times better when he's eating vegan dishes and stuff. Yeah. And he said, like, the only thing he's not going to give up is cheese. And, like, fair enough, vegan cheese doesn't really cut it. Like, that's, that's fair. Like, I don't know, like, that's one of the things. It's, like, really hard to find good vegan cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, like, the only thing. I think my mom kind of, like, struggles a bit more with it because there's, like, certain things mm-hmm. that she's grown mm-hmm. up eating her whole life and stuff. But I don't know, aside from that, like, my sister is, like, basically vegan-ish for the most part. Like, if she cooks, it's also, everything's, like, vegan. And it's, like, I don't know, it also changes a lot. So it's, like, now if we have, like, guests come over, like, my parents feel inclined to buy meat because they're coming over more than, like, they want to buy it because they want to eat it that day. Mm -hmm. So they'll just buy it because they don't want us to come off as, like, a vegan household and, like, force everyone to eat it. But I would happily cook more vegan food for everyone else (laughs) coming over and be like, eat this. Something I always like worse think, as well, though. something like you say about, like, your dad saying when he eats me, he feels really, like, I always feel a little, it's bad, but it's not bad now, it's not bad. I always feel a little bit smug, like, <laughs> when we've had a meal, like, a big roast dinner or something, and I've had my, my vegan version, like, I've even made, like, a mushroom wellington, or I've made, like, um, or I've just bought, like, a packet nut roast that you can buy or something like that. And I'm literally sitting there feeling lovely and comfortable <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I feel good. Like, that was a nice meal. Like, that slapped. But also, like, I don't feel like shit. Yeah. And then my family are all sitting there like, oh, I feel disgusting. Oh, I feel gross. And then, like... <laughs> it always makes me laugh. Yeah, and then, like, and there'll be another day where I will, they, will, they will actually eat what I've made. Like, a lot of time if I make, a, like, a mushroom wellington or something, like, everyone will have it. Um... And they're like, oh, I feel so fresh. Like, I feel so light. Like, if I make cakes, my dad like, oh, these are so much lighter. I don't feel heavy. That's I feel always refreshed. the fresh. Like, well. like, like, yeah, like, he just feels like, I feel <laughs> light. Like, I don't feel heavy. I don't feel disgusting. I don't feel like a glutton. That's what my dad says is a glutton. <laughs> and I'm just literally, I sit there and I'm like, yeah, but dad, it's like, because you're eating plants. Like, you're not eating, like, the heavy, like, trans and, like, saturated fats and things like that. And he's like, and he's like, yeah, no, I, 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 like, I, I get it, like. Yeah, my parents make that comment all the time. Yeah. They come home from, like, they go out for, like, dinner with, like, family, friends or something. They'll come back and they'll sit down. They're like, I feel mm. ill. And they'll instantly take this thing. I don't know if it exists, in, like, in English, but it's called, like, 
guess like, directly translated Swedish bitters. And it's like you put like a bunch of like herbs into like vodka and it's like this like drink. Oh. Like you take a shot of it and it's basically like to help your stomach settle. Mm-hmm. If you've like even if you've eaten something like I don't know, that's like gone off or like whatever, it's mm-hmm. basically like settles your stomach. And it's like I don't know, it's like Swedish herb mix. No yeah. idea if this is like something that actually like exists or like if it's just like something yeah, Germans buy all the time. Yeah. But my mom will instantly come home, have a shot of that, and be like, oh, "I can finally like settle." And I'm like, "Yeah," but like you keep eating it every time that you say you feel yeah. sick. And then she's like, "Yeah, you know what? I should just I should stop. I should stop." And I'm like, "Yeah, you should." It's but, funny. My mum literally does like saying, "She's like, oh, I should have got the vegan option, Maddie." Yeah, they always say afterwards. Like, you know what? You should have. <laughs> I should have just got the vegan option. I'm just sitting there. Like, the thing I always say is that if you drink cow's milk and then you don't drink it for a week and then go back to it, you'll have like stomach ache and it'll yeah. be, you can't digest it. But you will be if you lactose stop, intolerant. Yeah, suddenly lactose intolerant. But if you <laughs> stop drinking oat milk for 10 years and then you drink oat milk, you'll be literally fine. question when you came here were you surprised that everyone wasn't vegan yeah yeah Mm, i don't know actually like kind of but i also wasn't really expecting it like when i read the like sri intern package and it said that like the weekly shop that we pay for every week um doesn't include meat or fish but only because it was like price wise it didn't really say that it was because of like ethics yeah i was expecting more vegetarian yeah, mm. I was like vegan. Like, is one of those things that like I've noticed on my course or like in yeah. different places, different like wildlife conservation internship places and stuff like that. That a lot of people aren't actually vegan, mm. even if they work their whole lives in conservation. Like I've met people that are like eighty; they've worked their entire lives in conservation and they've never stopped eating meat. And what, it's, like, what did you say to me the other day? He was like, um, "It's mad that people can't like who who want to like help animals can't see that the reason that the wildlife is dying is because yeah, this was this thing. It was on my course that it was like." Um, oh, I think it was like something we were reading about um, this area in Africa I don't remember I think it was in Western Africa and it was like this area where a certain species lived and that it's like habitat has been massively declining and everyone was like oh that's so sad that's so sad and then later that day we were out like getting lunch and stuff between lectures and stuff and a bunch of people went out and they bought meat and we were sitting down I think like there's only like probably four of us that are vegan on my course or something like that and we were sat down after and we were having this conversation about it and it was just like that no one made the association that this habitat that was disappearing was because they were actually like cutting off the entire like area to plant um i think it was like soy crops for cattle in the u.s Mm. so the entire area has been like completely demolished of like natural habitats and stuff just to like plant like all these different crops Cut food them up for animals send that them we off. eat yeah Isn't for animals that, that get killed that statistic where people are like try and blame the amount of deforestation to soy on vegans yeah when actually majority of soy it's five percent is eaten directly by yeah. Vegans. yeah and then the rest goes yeah to cattle so like oh yeah but your soy crop is like ruining the planet and i'm like no mm, the majority of it not. feeds the animals that you're killing oh, like, the same was happening with like um I don't know if you guys remember, but like a few years ago when the Amazon was on fire mm. and it was like everywhere on Instagram, social media, it would be like hashtag pray for the Amazon. Mm. And nobody realized, they all thought this was like natural fires that were happening in the Amazon. Mm. And if you look it up, it was actually that they were purposely set on fire to, to clear room. land for cattle farming 
for the UK mostly. Mm-hmm. Most of the meat that was from that area was getting sent to the UK. And oh, everyone yeah. was posting this and there was like there was so many stories on Instagram that was like after you like click through the photos and stuff, it like one would be like hashtag pray for the Amazon, the next would be them out for lunch eating a burger. Yeah. And I would just sit at home and I was absolutely fuming and I would call my friend, I would call Hannah and we would Mm. both just be absolutely fuming about the fact that all these people are like putting up this front of like, Mm. they just want to make themselves look good. That they're like, oh yeah, I've posted, it's fine now. Everyone knows that I care about the planet. Mm. But it's like, you've also then posted that you're eating the thing that is causing it to be on fire. I do get that and it makes me angry. But at the same time, like I, I have to remember, like these aren't terrible people. Like they just- Like these people I went to school with, these are lovely people. They just don't know. Like think about the people that are here what there's like four of us that are vegan yeah and there's like how many interns now 16 more 17 almost 20 20 um the people here are lovely very nice people so it kind of reminds me that it's like i can't be an asshole i can't go around you're all terrible people (laughs) yeah no like that's what i was saying earlier it's like it's like these people it's not that people don't care no it's just like they don't know. It's like, it's like I was it's this just person like, too. It's just it's like, like I've been there. Yeah, yeah, it's just like for a lot of people, like what they're struggling with in their day to day life seems so is so overwhelming to them and a struggle, which I completely respect. That it's like adding it's to adding, adding something else onto it that they could hmm. choose to dissociate from helps them. And so hmm. I fully respect that, and I think that's a lot of the time that is what actually probably made me approach the subject a lot more gent more gently mm. because because sometimes like I know you want to do a podcast on mental health but like I've struggled a lot with my mental health and it's very much like sometimes it feels like it's it's too much yeah it's too much to hold myself to the standard that I try to as mm. being vegan um and that if you mess up a little bit you feel like the worst person in the world and it's like I know that that's how I feel and so I like so it it very much that I can empathise with that a lot of people it's like they're they're dealing with so much anyway that for them to be able to choose to dissociate from something else yes it's a privilege to be able to do that because they're not being they're not one of the animals that's being killed but it's it's like with anything with anything going on well it's not just to do with veganism it's like conflicts going on like with the conflict in Ukraine and like thing like that like it's very much like people are struggling so much in their own day to day life that they they want to be a, they're like they don't want to let something else in mm. because they feel like they wouldn't be able to cope and I think that's why I'm a lot more em- empathetic towards the subject now because I'm like because a lot of people and because you have to broach it gently because like I said, if somebody had approached me years ago when I wasn't in such a good place mentally that I I would have shut down immediately. I would have shut down immediately and be like, no, mm. I can't deal with that. I don't want to know. I don't want to know because I'm already struggling in my own head. I don't want to deal with... I don't want to have to kind of comprehend that that is what's going on in the world as well. And I think, you know, it's just like they're not bad people. A lot of majority of people aren't bad people. They just... It's just they're dealing with other things or... It's and just approaching it in a different way makes a massive difference. I found because if you approach it in a, in a gentler way, a lot of people will 
they will then feel like it's not going to be such a devastating thing if they start to change their lifestyle a little bit. Do you have any final thoughts? Do you have any final thoughts? Sorry. No. <laughs> I I just I love you both very much. This is like <laughs> we strayed so I love far from Susan. I'm not no, I'm worried that Harry's saying that because inside he's like I'm judging you now. No, I'm, I'm judging you now. So I'm gonna say I love you, but deep down I'm like. Oh, no, 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 no. I I'm not someone who would say that and. I feel like you know me a little bit by now. I wouldn't just be like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I say it like... I, <laughs> no, I if, I, if I disagree with you, I'd say no. I don't no, no. think that. But honestly, like, I think it's really cool meeting people with the same kind of moral compasses. Because mm-hmm. if you spend too much time with people with, like, who have different moral agendas, it can mm-hmm. just make you crazy. I feel like it's a very, like, big mental strain that you don't even realize it's happening, but it's happening constantly. Mm-hmm. 100%. So I feel like it's also, like... This is what in I want to general, do on we have like the same thing just, here, where it's, it's like mm-hmm. everyone at SRI is obviously here for the animals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're here specifically kind of for seals, like yeah. for the most part. Like that's like the main kind of focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it's like it's nice to still have like a smaller part within that mm-hmm. that's even more focused on the exact same thing. Yeah, but I also think it's cool like, that moral. in our educational talk that cutting down our meat consumption is one of the points. Yeah. And I feel like that is still it's good that it's, it is accepted a little it's, it is accepted mm. um, and I see a lot of people actually when I've been doing tour people didn't know when I really? say men, like cutting down your meat consumption is a little bit really how it, it positively impacts the environment they're like really oh, I had no my. idea and so it's like even when you feel like everybody knows because we're so sort of deep into like a little bit in the community that it's very much and like in that mindset that like we think it's obvious yeah. and I feel like it is also to remind ourselves that. that one that once upon a time we weren't vegan mm. and a lot of people haven't come across this information mm. and it's like still having that positive educational approach is what makes people like not make don't make them feel stupid and I feel like that's why a lot of the time I broach it in a more gentle way because if you attack so people they're gonna either yeah. think you're being aggressive or you're calling them stupid or that insensitive and as soon as that you can't go across in that way that you're not gonna get through and I was even shocked like she was like really and I've had a couple of people really shocked and I was just like yeah <laughs> you learn something new every day you you're learn welcome. something new every day <laughs> <laughs> okay that's it. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.